It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. Hello and welcome to the first in a brand new Gardener's World magazine podcast series, exploring some of the key issues that incense and inspire gardeners. These are handy expert guides to some of the topics and techniques team at Gardener's World are asked about time and time again. Cuttings, tomatoes, pests, 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 <laughs> blooming blight, composting, to name but a few. In this exclusive series, I'm going to talk about some of these big questions and share with you my practical, no-nonsense solution. I'll lead you, not down the garden path, but to a more successful, hopefully less stressful approach to tackling common garden woes and getting the garden of your dreams. I want to help you to have more time enjoying the fruits and flowers of your labours and less time actually labouring. A garden without fruit is missing an opportunity. Fruit frightens a lot of people. Oh, I don't know that I've got room for an apple tree, but not all fruit needs to be large. There's tree fruit and there are bush fruits and there are even little tiny things that grow in the soil called strawberries. So whether it's top fruit or soft fruit, every garden has room for something juicy to eat. Strawberries can be grown in the tiniest of gardens. They can be grown in a strawberry pot, which has pockets up the sides. You plant a little tiny strawberry plant in the top, and one in each pocket. The key to success is making sure that that strawberry pot doesn't go short of water. Good, ordinary, multi-purpose, peat-free compost will suit them down to the ground. You can plant them in early spring, or you can plant strawberries in autumn, which are much more reliable fruiters come the spring. Uh, One quick tip with your strawberry pot, do cover it with netting when the fruits start to ripen, or the blackbirds will beat you to it. You can also grow strawberries in rows on the veg patch. Space the plants about a foot apart. Plant them one year, and if you get some fruit that year, consider it a bonus. It's really in the second year that they'll start to crop well. Do remember, when the fruits start to form, to push straw underneath them, to keep them off the soil so that slugs are less likely to attack, to cover them with netting or a fruit cage into which birds cannot get, and snip off any runners that grow on your strawberry plants. They're great for propagating and making more plants, but they tend to take energy that can otherwise be spent in making flowers followed by fruits. If frosty weather comes, put some fleece over your strawberries when they're flowering. That way, you'll help to protect the centre of the flower and the berry forms from frost damage and making sure you get a decent crop. If you have mobility problems, growing strawberries in raised beds is easy to do. You can even grow them in tables with troughs in them. (laughs) 
When it comes to favourite varieties, my favourite of all time is one called Sweetheart, which I grow at the moment, really sweet berries. That would be my main choice, plus the tiny little alpine strawberry. Berries only as big as your thumbnail, but lots of them, and beautifully tasty. Raspberry canes are well worth growing. For a start, though, most of them will need a support system, posts and wires. So a post knocked in at either end of the row, horizontal wires trained between them at about 18-inch intervals to allow you to tie the canes, as they're called, in as they grow. If you plant in autumn, the canes that grow up in that first year will fruit in their second year, unless they're what we call autumn fruiters, in which case they fruit later that same summer. There's a different pruning system for summer fruiting raspberries and autumn fruiting raspberries. The autumn fruiting ones can be cut right down to the ground level every winter. Summer fruiters cut out the fruited canes and tie in the new ones that grow during the summer because they will crop next year. That said, Make sure also that they're protected from birds when they're ripe. And a proper fruit cage erected over them with no way of birds getting in really is worthwhile. When it comes to varieties, Maling Jewel is a good summer fruiter and Heritage a good autumn cropper. Blueberries are very tempting to grow. Anybody knows they're full of antioxidants and very good on your breakfast cereal. Uh, They can be a bit tricky. They don't like chalky or limey earth. They like acid soil. So if you've got chalky soil, grow them in large pots of ericaceous, that's lime-free compost, and make sure you're growing several plants. They need to be pollinated one to another, males to females, to crop well. Snip out a portion of older wood every year to keep the plants producing new, vigorous wood that'll flower and fruit well each year. You can keep growing blueberries for a good number of years, and the the better your pruning technique, the longer the plants will last. But it's not unusual for them to go on five, six, seven years. You'll find there are all manner of hybrid berries, many of them related to the blackberry. The blackberry is a wonderful cropper. You can find thornless varieties of it. They need to be tied in and trained into great arches over a post and wire framework and a portion of older wood removed every year. Current bushes and gooseberries tend to be grown as shrubs. They're on a short leg, a single stalk or stem, from which others radiate rather like a goblet shape. And we prune these in winter, shortening the side shoots and taking out a portion of older wood to create a sort of goblet-shaped bush. They flower in spring and fruit in summer. But again, a fruit cage is a really good idea. Red currants and white currants are pruned rather differently to black currants. Black currants are much more vigorous, and a portion of older stems on the black currant are taken out every year. So you've got a renewal system of fresh growth being evenly spaced, which is going to fruit in successive years. Red currants and white currants tend to fruit on slightly older branches on little spurs that grow on the sides. That way, you can have both red currants and black currants growing in the same place. Gooseberries can fall prey to pests and diseases. Gooseberry mildew is likely to form if they're really rather badly ventilated or there isn't good airflow around them. Pick off the worst infected leaves and also you'll notice caterpillars defoliating them. Gooseberry sawfly is a real nuisance. Again, pick those off or squirt them off with a hosepipe. Organic gardeners, oh, we struggle. (music) 
My Titchmarsh trade secret for growing fruit? Make sure you get to it before the birds do. And a fruit cage is a really useful investment. So if you've no garden, no allotment, and all you've got is a flat with a balcony or a large doorstep, is fruit growing out of the question? Certainly not. I would always have a pot or two of strawberries. If you like blueberries on your breakfast, grow blueberries in pots of ericaceous compost. There is no reason for anybody to do without some homegrown fruit, even if it's only alpine strawberries in the tiniest of troughs. So even if you've a tiny garden or no garden at all, fruit growing is possible. Just choose the right crop You'll be so glad you did when you're sprinkling those berries on your early morning breakfast. From me, Alan Titchmarsh, until the next time, whatever the weather, enjoy your garden. You've been listening to Tea Break Tutorials with me, Alan Titchmarsh, produced by Lucy Ditchmont for BBC Gardener's World magazine. 